0: I am someone who is passionate and inspired in everything I do and for the things of God. His words have become the foundation and key to my life. My heart is for this generation. My heart is for Jesus to pursue God, serve others, impact, and lead them to experience the power of the Holy Spirit and encounter Jesus the same way I radically encountered Him. Throughout the years, I've dedicated myself as a cinematographer, but now in this channel, I want to bring these two worlds together, become more in love for God's word and the simple truth of the gospel, to walk with Jesus while creating content that will transcend hearts. And I pray that through this channel, you may encounter his presence and love wherever you may find yourself. Join me in this new journey. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode on this podcast, a godly disruption we're back i know it's been a couple of weeks that we haven't uploaded but got some special news got some special people on the podcast now um we're gonna be uploading every tuesday these new podcasts so stay tuned a lot of good content is coming out and i got with me two good i'm gonna say two good friends because they became friends um i got Dwayne with me and i got eric with me um they're gonna be actually helping me on the podcast You know, hopefully from now on, um, every Tuesday, they're going to be part of it, co-host kind of helping me co-host this and asking questions and just having more of a conversation. So I hope everyone who's watching us right now on YouTube, listening to us through Spotify and Apple Podcasts, you know, can really just enjoy this new dynamic and the new things we're doing. So let's hear it a little bit. Let's first start with with Dwayne. So, yeah, I guess (laughs) give give the people a little bit what you do, you know, who you are
1: sure uh my name is Dwayne. um i always struggle to answer this question when people are like tell me about yourself put the Um, mic closer just put yeah you're good you're good uh i always struggle sometimes when people say tell me about yourself or or um you know like Uh what about you or something yeah uh but i'll 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 give a little bit of background information and you can ask any specific questions if i leave something out uh so i am born and raised here in new jersey uh so I'm completely and I don't think I'm ever leaving either. I think okay. this is my spot. <laughs> so um and I am I'm twenty five, so I'm in, you know, young adulthood and um I've been sorry. Now you're good. <laughs> I've been um a part of church my entire life. Okay. Uh so I was born and raised in the same church. Um, and it's here in Jersey. Of course I did, you know, when I went to college, it was a little bit different. I was right. going to like local stuff and, and on campus and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, but outside of church, I'm um, I'm in human resources. So I am dealing with people and their drama and stuff like that all day. Gotcha. Um, and I like to stay fit. So I like to, you know, exercise. I like to travel and, I try to stay fun and focused nice. and
0: all of that that's awesome I'm,
1: I'm kind of boring but I, don't nah, know what nah. else to add. I was actually pretty shocked when you
0: two, when I when you first came that you were twenty five I was like dang no way yeah. you know you just carry yourself differently um so that's awesome so that's Dwayne and then afterwards we're gonna talk how we all met actually after okay. that but now <laughs> let's hear about you Eric so
2: My name is Eric, as you guys know. (laughs) Thanks uh, for introducing me. It's a pleasure to be here. To be honest, it's a pleasure to have met you. Um, So a little bit about myself. Uh, I'm 29. I'm almost there at 30. Crossing the 30, man. I'm I'm scared of 30. (laughs) I can't say that I'm a young adult. I'm more on the mature side now, you know? Uh But, um, you know, just I'm self-employed. I'm out here, you know. I've been in church for maybe a couple of years, on and off. This past year and a half has been like uh, an amazing journey for me because i've kind of devoted myself a lot into like diving into god diving into jesus awesome. it's uh you know i've always heard that the walking with jesus is not easy and then they're really like not to say that i didn't believe it but you know it's different when you're going through it because you get to see everything firsthand you know what i'm yeah. saying so um there's definitely been like times of testing that's been through like the year and a half there's been a lot of like revelation and stuff that's been given to me so but uh, just like you said, man, I'm a little boring, you know, I just go home, work, and uh, have a beautiful, you know, three-year-old daughter that I love, care about, she's my life, and that's it, man, I'm, I'm devoted to work, to my daughter, and to following God, but God first, you know.
0: No, yeah, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, you want to say something? What about you, man? Oh, (laughs) me? Well, some of the listeners and watchers, they kind of know me already, but yeah, nah, I'll give an introduction of myself too. Uh, 25, um, I, I did filmmaking for the majority of my, my teen years and growing up, you know, um, I had a good friend of mine. He was actually one of, he was actually my first guest on the podcast. He, um, he introduced me to filmmaking when I was a junior in high school. I kind of didn't know what I was going to do for college, anything like that, kind of really didn't even know what I was going to do with my life. I wasn't always the best in school. You know, my strongest subject was always math, but I really wasn't, aside from all the other subjects, I wasn't really too focused in school. So I didn't know what I was going to do. Started filmmaking, you know, um, grew up in church my whole life. For those, you know, who kind of heard my testimony, I grew up in church my whole life. Um, My parents were first Catholics. You know, I used to be the one helping the priest, like holding up the Bible and like when they would come out for mass, like with the candle as like a literally like an eight-year-old, nine-year-old kid just walking around helping the priest. Right. So that's how like my journey kind of started. Like I was always involved kind of in church, played the guitar. Many people actually don't know that played the guitar, even in the worship team in the Catholic church, yeah. played the guitar for maybe seven to eight years. um, And then, you know, I kind of just went through that rocky moment in my life growing up. I was about 18 years old, um, kind of got tired of just growing up in church. So all my friends, peer pressure, being in the wrong relationships, went down the wrong way, you know, got into just drinking, smoking weed, um, hanging out with the wrong people. And then Jesus came in back. I, I re-encountered God in my life again because I realized there was always that, you know, there was always that. I always tell people that inner still small voice that always would tell me, hey, like, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. Come back. You know, because I knew the Lord already. I had encountered him. I had preached at the age of 12 in front of 200, 300 young people in Queens, New York. You know, um, I would go out in the streets. I would evangelize, pray for the sick, saw so many miracles. Like, I experienced God, you know, one-on-one on on my own, you know. And I think that's also why I served God at such a young age because I see people, like, around my age at times where they also grew up in church. But, you know— they don't serve God the same way that I was serving him. And it's just cause like, I really, I wasn't serving God because my parents were forcing me to, right. I was really in church and I was serving God because I experienced him, you know, and that's the difference. And I always kind of tell people this, it's like principles a lot of times really don't change anybody. It's an encounter with God that changes somebody. What do I mean by that? Growing up in church, I would always hear honor, father and mother. That's one of the commandments right. don't steal, yeah. don't do this, don't do that. Those are principles people always constantly tell them but i would i would do them still i would dishonor my parents i would still do like i was out here partying doing all these things i knew i shouldn't do them but like there were principles to me that they told me don't do it the bible says don't do it but until i didn't have an encounter with god it wasn't about principles anymore it was more about i don't want to displease god like i love love him too much to like to like hurt him like that like it just didn't sit right with me anymore you know so i counted the lord again that was around age 22 you know what I mean, and then shoot, this year got sent out as a pastor, started the podcast, started the English services, the youth services, Sunday nights, and this is now where I'm at, you guys, right? Which is pretty <laughs> crazy how I, how this happened. Um, it's been what over a month already. A little bit, well, right? It's,
2: it's close
0: to a month. No, I think over a month because I started the series of of um, detox. the detox, detox was a four part yeah. series, so that's four mm-hmm. weeks. Yeah. And now I'm going to be on my third series on the Holy Spirit. So it's like it's it's like seven weeks. I know you guys ready.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think because 4th of July. So it was probably we met you probably the week before it was 4th of July. Yeah.
0: Or something like that. Like, towards yes, the, towards the end, yes. of
2: uh, towards the end of June. Yes. So, yeah.
0: And it's crazy how we met. So kind of give a little background. And then I want to hear your input on this was <laughs> that. Um, I started for those who don't know, and I kind of mentioned it on the last podcast that I uploaded that I've been inconsistent with the podcast uploading because of just getting Sunday nights, you know, going, getting them started. You know, it has taken a lot of my time and everything. So I started Sunday night services and, you know, I started posting them on my social media. And I started posting it on my story, hey, starting services Sunday night, et cetera, et cetera. And I remember that Sunday night I got there. I already knew some of the people from my the church, the Spanish church that my parents have were going to come already. I don't know where. It's about maybe 30, 45 minutes before the service starts. And I was going to start just reviewing my notes for the preaching. Right. I was a bit nervous, too, to start my to start again, preaching on an on, actual services, aside from just being me alone with the camera. And that's it. But actually preaching in front of people. The last time I did that was a very long time ago, especially in English. You know, I'm used to helping my parents in the Spanish service. Anyways, long story short, um, I was gonna start reviewing my notes and and I heard the Lord tell me, don't study, rest. Right? And I remember being in the one of the offices, my parents' office at the church, and I was like, all right, cool. Like I'm just gonna sit down and I'm gonna rest. So I literally laid down, I was resting, I'm like, God. You're in charge of tonight's service. I was nervous because I'm like, man, I wonder if new people are going to come. I wonder if people from social media are going to come. And as I'm just there laying down, I'm like, ah, let me go on my phone and let me check my requests, like my DM requests that I don't really always do. And it happened to be that the first person that shows up there was Eric. <laughs> this is literally like 30 minutes before the service starts. Literally, yeah. And. He's like, Hey man, I see that you're in Elizabeth. Is that true? Like something along those lines. And I'm like, yeah, I'm here in Elizabeth. And, he, and I'm like, you know, you're open to come. Like, I didn't even think he was going to come. I thought he was just asking me. Right. To maybe for future reference. And I was like, so I hit him with the, yo, you're welcome to come anytime you want to come. And he's like, okay, cool. Like, um, I'm going to come right. Like, we'll I'm going gonna... bit. <laughs> he's like, I'll see you in a little bit. Then I was like, okay, cool. And it's so crazy because that's that's so key when you got to learn to, like, really hear and obey God's voice. Because you imagine if I wouldn't have checked my requests 30 minutes before that service, he wouldn't have came that night. So then I see him coming, and then he tells me, he's like, yo, I, I met a friend two days ago. That service was Sunday night. He's like, I met a friend on Friday. He's like, I, wanna br- uh, I told him to come, too. And that's when Dwayne came. Right. So... I want to hear now you guys' experience of of that Sunday of <laughs> that Sunday night, which to me was crazy how it happened. You know, yeah. you guys met two days before that Sunday. Two days
1: before, I can tell that story yeah.
0: too. You know, like, thirty yeah. minutes before the service, the Lord is telling me here, "Don't review your notes. I want you to relax." And the reason why He wanted me to relax is because I was on my phone to see that DM.
2: So I got receipts, right? So like we actually, so it was it was June twenty fifth, the day that we met. Crazy. So basically, you know, we had a couple more days. Mm-hmm. It's actually been a month, right? Because July already it's been passed. Yeah, a month already. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, technically. Yes. Yeah. Time flies, man. So I I listen, man, I've through this walk I've always been on Instagram listening to different, you know, podcasts, different people talk, preaching. It's funny because I actually had some of your stuff saved on my on my thing on Instagram mm-hmm. and then I guess that's where I had seen you from and then like I saw you post something and it said Elizabeth, I was like that's when I, I hit you up. I was like, You're in Elizabeth? Yeah. I was like, That's crazy that you're like literally in in my home turf like you I live like maybe 15 minutes from here wow which to me is crazy and you know the fact that I I felt like you know even meeting Dwayne the way that we met each other and then like kind of like linking up and telling him hey listen you know I I I texted it to him I showed it to him he was like yo I'm down to go I was like we should definitely go and then I hit you up and you know the rest is kind of history from there you know it's been a month it's happened like that but yeah Yeah, man let them know how we met which is also kind of crazy like literally two days before and then we end up
0: here and then now now y'all on a podcast here helping me out yeah yeah it's crazy it is
1: so we um i had been you know looking for a really long time for different uh young adult Mm -hmm. ministries different young adult events and um i found that there was gonna be a young adult event at his home church and um, I happened to attend it and, um, I walk in and, um, the usher, I told the usher that I was visiting. And so the usher actually brings me and sits me like right in the same pew as Eric, So and, there's a
2: side story to this. I'll tell that too.
0: Okay.
1: Oh, well it was, it there was a worship service before the, the social event. Okay. So that yeah. was what happened. So it started with the worship. Um, and I was visiting, it was my first time that I had ever been there. And so, and how'd you um, hear about the place? a uh, social media I social say. media that's great. i think it was social media i think I, I had heard a little bit about it but it was social media that actually told me about that specific the, night okay um and so it was a nice like worship night and um yeah i i told them i was visiting they sat me down next to eric and one of his other mutual friends that we uh have from the same church and um then after the service was over i had actually already known there was going to be an after event, uh-huh. but he kind of tells me, oh, you coming to the after event, right? And I was like, yeah, I'm coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we go to the after, you know, event and it was a really great, uh, event and we had a chance to really just connect a little bit one-on-one, uh, at that event. And then we, you know, exchanged numbers, kept in contact. And I was going to be visiting that church on Sunday for the first time. Uh-huh. Um, and so, He did really well with just you know making sure that i felt very welcomed when i came for the sunday service and um it was actually after that like i had already taken my after church nap uh so i woke up i'm thinking okay what am i gonna do this sunday afternoon and he actually sent me your page and said that i have really been enjoying this content and i am going to be attending this service would you like to come with me the invite is yours and I think at first I didn't know, you know, cause it was like a lot of new information. And also I was going to a bunch of different events. I was just like, this is just a lot going on right yeah, now. Yeah. I don't know whether or not I'm going to go or not. But then I was like, you know what, honestly, what else am I doing? Like, yeah. let me just go check it out. And, um, and I have someone to try it with. Cause I feel like it's easier to do it with someone For else. For sure. And so, um, I tried it and I have been back ever since. So. Right. I had a, I mean, I think it's safe to say I had a really great experience then, and I've still been having great experiences.
0: That's awesome. You know what's so crazy is that you, I actually never mentioned this to you guys, and my, you know, my sister's over there in the sound. She can attest to this, and my parents, too. Um, You know, when you got a praying mom and praying parents, they're always trying to push you more, like, in the things of God, right? So my parents were very pushing me to, like, uh, to start these Sunday nights. Right. I was told many times to man, start something in this. And I was like, you know what? Like, let me take a leap of faith and let me do it. And I told the Lord, I was like, Lord, if this is your will for me to do Sunday nights, I need you to show me this is it. Like, I want to see people who are going to come and support. And I also want to see like just want to see like I want to see I want to see fruit. You know what I mean? And because that's the thing, like, I really talk to God like that. I'm like, yo, God, if you really want me to do this, then hello, you got to show me something, you know, because uh-huh. I always tell people the worst thing that you can possibly do is start something God never called you to start. Right. Right? I think that's where failure, frustration. A lot of things come. So I told God that before starting the service, you know, and then you got show up out of nowhere, you know, wasn't expecting that. I was honestly expecting just my people. Like the ones from like the ones that I know were going to come. Right. I didn't think people from the outside were going to start coming, especially through social media. Right. And then you come, you tell me your experience, how you liked it, both of you guys. And I was like, man, like as like I even told Eric that night, I was like, you have no idea how God is using you to speak to me right now, because. I was hesitant, you know, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real. Like I was hesitant a little bit. I'm like, God, should I? is this really what you're calling me to do? You know what I mean? I'm twenty five. You know, it's embarking this, like who's really doing it at this age, you know, and it was, it was a big thing that I was like, man, maybe I should just stay with the podcast and not really, you know, start a service, but I obey the Lord. And I thank God for that obedience. I met you guys, you know, now we have other people that are coming as well, that met us through social media as well, that, sure. yeah. you know, there's a there's this other girl that came that she was like, I just went on Instagram and I looked at, and I put hashtag New Jersey churches and she's like, you showed up. And I'm like, I don't even recall me ever using that hashtag, but <laughs> the Lord knows, For you know what I mean? So, um, you said you had a behind story, something about, yeah. so like, so, so worship night, right? Literally, I had just came back from a, a
2: trip. I came back literally maybe that Wednesday and then Thursday, Friday, and we met Friday night. So mm-hmm. I had asked, you know, um, so the background is that, you know, I have a. A relationship with you know my daughter's mother so i had asked her to take care of her because i wanted really wanted to go to this worship night right so i hit up my friend and my friend tells me hey listen then you know i'm trying to go with a friend i was like i gotcha, I'll, I'll save you a spot long story short his friend never showed up so that so literally like i was i was in worship i had two spots next to me you know waiting wow. to be filled up for my friend and his friend right and then he ends up showing up and i'm like hey what happened to her he's like oh she's not coming i was like okay no problem. So, literally, through worship, like it's just me and him, and then one empty spot. And then I don't know where he just shows up. Like, the, the yeah. usher just walks up and is like, hey, you have a spot for him? And it literally, he just Yo, comes right I'm up, telling you, it's
0: crazy. The way God moves and the way God does things is crazy. Yeah, like, is. You, you can't make this up. No. You know what I mean? Like, funny how you came, you found that place, that worship night through social media. Your, your friend doesn't come, y'all sit together two days later we meet y'all been coming ever since to the sunday night services and then one day how this started was i was i was praying early morning and it's kind of felt in my heart i'm like reach out to Dwayne and reach out to eric you know and see how they'd feel about coming on the podcast you know and and because like i do the podcast sometimes alone if i don't have a guest right Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's hard just you know talking and basically talking to myself (laughs) obviously like i know there's people watching and whatnot but like this is a different dynamic where we could have conversations different views of a lot of things and different questions right so I was like let me hit them up and then you guys were so down to do it and whatnot so I was like we here now you know so I think that this is why I always tell people I'm like man just like be led by God and sometimes we don't even know we're being led by God you know what I mean but everything starts making sense afterwards the, you the know. crazy
2: part was that I wasn't even supposed to go to the after event. Like, literally, I'm I'm the type of person that goes to worship night, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna call it a night because I'm an old man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I call it a night early. Uh-huh. So I usually just worship, and then after that, and then you leave and then I just go home. And then I, I got like pulled into it. So, literally, you know, my friend's name is his name is Frank, and uh, he was like, you should come. And I was like, sure, you know, whatever. And then it to be honest, like we linked up at worship night, and then throughout the night he kind of went and you know he he was on his way, and then as I'm sitting down like he just comes and he sits down next to me, and then that's when we start like chopping it up and wow. we're just like talking about different things, different points of view in life, church, exactly, Yeah. And yeah. Then we exchange numbers
0: and here and we y'all are. been close since then, right? Like y'all stayed in contact ever since yeah, that no, night. Yeah. I Pretty feel like much. We hang out like
1: once a week, right? That's yeah. awesome. Then, listen, man, we we'll, went to we'll play tennis, bro. I think we we'll hang t- out. <laughs> <laughs> when
2: you I don't, play tennis that say that's <laughs> how you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: I don't. I don't do that with nobody. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Man, I love tennis. Good, Y'all yeah. gotta invite me to play tennis someday. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not that great. But no.
1: <laughs> he, he actually has played before, and I have. Yeah. So, I used
0: yeah. to do it as a kid growing up. Like we would always go to tennis place yeah. play some tennis. Yeah, it was. I played high school tennis. Was, oh yeah. yeah and, oh, that's crazy. Yeah. I wasn't that good it's, though.
1: It's good, yeah. <laughs> and it, it's interesting because you know what? I don't really have that many friends. I don't really have any friends I can think of that have kids at all. Mm. So what's been interesting, even like in that dynamic of like making an older friend, like, you're not that much older, so don't take this the wrong way, but right. um, making like an older friend and like a friend that's already been married, yeah, kids, like I just feel like a lot of my friends are still very young and really? just haven't experienced any of that. So it's really interesting to hear some of those different, you know, perspectives that you gather from just his life experience. Yeah.
0: See, I'm, the, I'm actually the total opposite of that. Usually growing up, I've only had older friends. yeah me too always always yeah you know and and um and i'm actually gonna say this i i don't don't think it's it's bad like i i the the two relationships that i've been in they're both been older than me not by a lot it's been like a year the other one was like a couple of months you know what i mean and it's just because i've always been i've always just surrounded myself with 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 older people and you know um and I think that, you know, just hanging around, like you said, seeing the point of view of older people and everything, you just get wisdom. You know, you grow, you grow more. You start carrying yourself differently. The yeah. conversations you start having are different. The tone, the pitch, everything. everything. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, yeah 100%. And I really think that's what also helped me out, helped me out when I was really struggling in my walk with God was just always being around older people. Because when they would see me kind of like, yo, what are you doing? You know, because they've been through that already. They're kind of just like, yo, like snap out of it. No, I had one specific friend, the one that I told you guys that um helped me in the in the film in the film world, like told me about it and whatnot, and he got me introduced to it. He's a director. Um, he would be the only one knowing the really like the, the dark, deep stuff that I was going through. Right. And I really think that the Lord put him in my walk and in my life, really, especially in during those times, was because I feel like if I didn't have him in my life at those times, maybe I wouldn't be here, right? He now. was the light
2: that kept you going.
0: Yeah. Especially, he was Christian, too. You know what I mean? So it's like, he would never judge me. He would just always see what I'm doing, but he would always just be that, you know, man, like, you know, you know the answer to these things, you know? Like, oh, like, or he saw me doing, like, not really it. He's like, man, like, and it's so funny. He would never be like, yo, you need to pray or you need to read the Bible. He would always be like, you know what, man? We should pray. We should read the Bible. You know, it was never really pointing at me, and I thank God that. I always had that sound mind person next to me. That's really what saved me a lot from from probably getting deeper into the things that I was doing, you know, because that always kept me grounded. That always kept me like at my roots and being like, hey, you know, God is real. Obviously, aside from the prayers of my parents, but had someone always just keep me grounded there and telling me like, yo, don't do that. Or maybe just like, man, you know, there's more to life than just that. You know what I mean? So. So you uh,
1: there's something you said in your introduction that mm-hmm. I really would love to dive into cuz I feel like I resonated with it quite a bit. Okay. Um and it really has to deal with like you being very young and really being sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still go. getting used to this mic. Yeah, yeah. Um it has to, you know, deal with you being really young and really still being in church and yeah. serving the Lord. I feel like that was really my experience as well. I think okay. that I grew up and I even from a baby, like I would be like a three, four year old baby, and I would go to church and uh, come home, and there would be like a sermon that particular day. I would come home. I would give a whole like separate sermon on my own, like after church, and um, I think that that really helped with uh, because I think at one point my dad, I mean both my parents go to church like every Sunday Uh now, but I think at one point in time my dad may not have gone every week and i think that those like little mini sermon series i don't know what i talked about to uh-huh. be honest it probably <laughs> <didn't>. how <laughs> old are you how old are you i really only was probably only about 3 or 4 years old wow i really was only about 3 or 4 years old uh and i bring this up because i think that something that i've had to learn how to pinpoint is because I've been in church all my life, like what is the actual point in time that I really like gave my life to Christ or I really started to understand and build a relationship with God on my own. Yeah. And I've really struggled with that. And I talk to Eric about this all the time because I think that you hear a lot of stories of people saying, you know, I was this amount of years old. I was 20, I was 25 when I had this particular thing happen to me and Mm -hmm. it made me really see God or this and that. But it's just been the type of thing where it's been my whole entire life. So I don't really have a particular point in time that I could pinpoint. I think that I having parents, having adults in church that really like taught me a lot of Mm -hmm. things. There is a particular age where I feel like it went from, you know, this is what they're telling you. This is like what. You're supposed to do, or this is what right, you're supposed to, you know, do in church, or how you're supposed to treat God. And um, it did get to a point, I think, where maybe around I want to say maybe middle school, early middle school, late elementary school maybe mm-hmm. I'm trying to still figure out in my head when it was. You really do eventually build a relationship with God for yourself, and yes. it's not about like this person is telling me I should be doing this, or this is what this person is telling me that God is. I think that I really got to a point where I was able to build and understand how to have a relationship with God because I want it, not because somebody else wants it for me. Right. And I think that that's something that really resonated with me about your particular testimony because I had to get there. And I feel like when I was younger, there was a point in time where I was like, is this for real? Like, I think I was maybe eight, nine years old. And I'm like, this is just not this is not like a real thing. Like God is not a real thing. I didn't Mm -hmm. think that God was real for a particular amount of time. And I really appreciated the way that my parents dealt with it because I think that there are some parents that might like yell at you or like get mad. Yeah. And it was the type of thing where I feel like they actually backed off a little bit and allowed me to like ask the questions I needed to ask and feel the way that I wanted to feel. And I think that through that process, I did just that. I explored what I needed to explore. That's good. I kind of tested it out. I had some doubts, but I think that my faith grew way stronger mm. because I was given that space and I yeah. actually learned how to get to know God on my own. And I think that that's been a very strong foundation for me and I think for you, you know, you've mentioned that you've had different experiences Yeah. in your life. Where you felt like you've swayed a little bit, and I feel very similarly. But I feel like I've never fully fallen off. I feel like it's always been like a very minor, right. like you know, setback. But I feel like that foundation has been built and it's there. And I think that that is something that we have in common. Cause yeah, I think that I still I wasn't preaching at twelve. Uh huh. But <laughs> that's not something that I think would have you know crossed my mind. Yeah. But I definitely. You were preaching
0: at three. You beat me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah but yeah, it yeah, wasn't, no, I don't know no. if I count that. Because no, I you get know, you. It, I, I, I get what you mean. It was yeah, like yeah. For real. But yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because I think that it, it's, you don't always get the perspective of someone who has just been in this their entire life and doesn't have a specific moment. Yeah. that They can like point out and be like, you know what? This was a particular moment that yeah. I gave my life over to Christ. Or whatever. Yeah. I just feel like it's just always been that way. Yeah.
0: You know, I would I was very so, so similar, literally, to, to to a lot of things that you said was like, for example, I grew up in church. Right. And I remember I preached at 12. I would go out in the streets in Queens, 13, 14 years old. Talking to gang members about Jesus, like I was radical out for the Lord, like I encountered the Lord, like, you know, I don't have the full time to like share the full thing, how I really encountered the Lord at that age. But you know what's something that I would always tell myself? I would always hear people come up and testify their testimony, how God changed their life, this, this, and that. And I would always hear people, at this day, this year, I gave my life to Christ. I was this age and I gave my life to Christ. I would ask myself and I'd be like, I never, I, don't think I ever gave my life to Christ in the sense of like, I never had a a. A specific, I grew up in these things. It's never like I passed up to the altar and I was like, or I want to accept Jesus, my Lord and Savior. Like, I just grew up with He is my Lord and my Savior. You know what I mean? And I think, as that, like, something so key that you said too was that, like, your parents, when they pushed back, they weren't really like that. Man, this is why I love my parents so much and God bless them. Because when I was going through this stage in my life where I was like, not in it one was because there was a lot of church hurt which mm-hmm. we might get into it a bit later or on the next episode mm-hmm. um that really led me to kind of fall back too but as i was in this journey of smoking weed showing up drunk by the way like i wasn't even 21 yet you know mm-hmm. and i knew my parents knew my parents would always come in my car i had a mustang at that time and they would tell me your car smells funny And I would make up this lie, everything, because I would keep the weed literally on the trunk of the car. You know where the replacement tire is? I would put it in there so my parents wouldn't know, right? But you you know what? You want to know one thing? I would get up home. There was one day. It was a Sunday morning. I remember this clearly. My older sister was still living with us at that time before she got married. And she, I remember I got home that night, 3, 4 in the morning, super drunk, right? That I remember, you know. You just lay down and you're, and just everything is spinning. I remember I woke up around 6, 7 in the morning, just threw up. My whole room. Right? My parents came into my room the next morning to wake me up to go to church. They saw that I had thrown up and everything. They didn't even talk to me. Nothing. And not in a bad way. They were just like, you're not going to church, right? And I was like, no. My mom goes to my older sister and tells her, when Jimmy wakes up, just tell him to clean his room. Right? When I woke up, I felt so guilty because I was like... That's all my mom's going to say. Yeah. You know, as Latinos, I was waiting for it to like her to get the sandal out, her to get the belt out <laughs> and something. Right. Be like, yo, you're not even 21 and you're drinking. Like I knew like my whole room reeked as alcohol and puke, like throw up. Yeah. Right. And when you said that, I relate to that so much because they never judged me. They never even forced me to continue going to church because right. there was a time that I told them, look, I'm not going to church anymore. I don't want to know about God anymore. Mm hmm. And I never had them be like, you know what, like, you know, because I know parents like this. I've spoken to young people like, you don't want, you don't want to follow my rules, you don't want to serve God, then get out of my house. This is my roof, my rules. My parents never did that, never. know well,
1: Why I think mm-hmm. that happens because I think that there's a certain trust that they have that when they pray that over their kids, and God tells them your kids are going to be okay. That doesn't mean that there's never going to be any sort Oof. of thing that happens. To actually get to that end result. So good. But I think because God sees the end result, he knows that you're going to be okay. And I think that we're just experiencing life. And I feel like there are plenty of times where my parents would tell me growing up, like, I know that it's going to be okay, but you're living life and you're experiencing Mm -hmm. some ups and some downs. And they're seeing that, but they're able to not necessarily have to react to it because is it pleasant? No, but I think at the end of the day, they know that you're going to be okay. You and you were going to turn out the way that you did. And you, I mean, look at you now. Like, you've gone from that to now running a youth ministry and yeah. a podcast and everything. So God sees the end result. And yeah. I think that when you when you pray, he's probably the one that told them. Like, because they probably went to, to him first and said that. And um,
0: that's so beautiful, though. If you really look at it. Like, God's yeah. love is so crazy.
2: Yeah. And you know what's funny? Like, I was actually serving in New York. Uh, remember the thing I told you about? Yeah. So they were having um, a a baptism service. Mm -hmm. So literally they were baptizing like hundreds of people and like, there were like so many people getting baptized and it was so much that even after the service, they were still baptizing people. So like they invited the people that were serving to come up to like the roof to see them. And when I tell you, like it felt like literally I wanted to cry. I had never been so overwhelmed with like joy of seeing people happy. And then as I'm watching them, as I'm just sitting there, right? Like, It literally like I felt like the Holy Spirit was talking to me and he was like, this is what it looks like, you know, to to finally come back to God. Mm. So it's like it's it's like watching is it was as if you were like looking at a story end, right to where like you watch a whole movie, you sit like two hours or in people's cases, it'd be 23 years, 40 some years. Right. But the end story is that you always come back to God. Mm. It's like so good. It's like the ending is like the ending is always God. Yeah. You get me? No matter what you go through, what passage you go down, what road you hit, what stall, you know wall you hit or whatever you run into, the end story
0: is always Isn't God. It? Man, and I think that's so powerful because, like, I always tell people this. If you see one of your friends, they're down a bad road. They're not doing good. Even friends in church, outside of church, the most powerful thing that you can do is get on two knees and pray. Amen. You know? Because... More than telling them, hey, look, don't do this, don't do that, what's more powerful is prayer. It's it's God touching that person's heart. You know, obviously, God can use us, right? But I remember, like, a lot of times at those nights that I would get home, like, just out of it, like, cross high-end drunk, like, um, at the basement in our in our house, like, my, I would hear my dad would always, before going to work, Go like wakes up and prays in the basement, and it would be like five six a.m. I had probably just got home two hours ago, and I would hear him praying, and I would hear him praying for me. Right, God, thank you for my son. You're you're using him. This and I'm like yo, like he doesn't even know what I'm going through. He doesn't even know the things I'm doing, because a lot of times parents are the last people to always find out what we're doing, you know. And believe it or not, those are moments that are I'm always gonna have in my heart because. Those are moments that God was ministering to me. Those are moments where I just be like, I would literally remember one night I I was crying, hearing Him pray for me, and I was crying, cause I'm like, I know what I'm doing is not right, and not because out of just someone telling me that I'm not like what I'm doing is not right. It's just I had that conviction inside of me. Yeah. Something inside of me was telling me there's more to this, you know. Especially coming from a, a background of knowing God, like I would always hear that like, hey, come back home. Literally, that's what I would always hear. Come back home. Come back home. Come back, home. Come back to me. Come back to me, you know. Now there's people watching us right now or listening to us that you're struggling in your walk with God and whatnot, like or maybe you you're not following God. Maybe you clicked on this video, just found it one of one of us shared it with you or something, and you're not really going to church and you're not really maybe praying or reading God's word. Let me just tell you this: like it's this is a journey with God, it's a walk with Jesus, you know. And I think that's the most beautiful thing about it is that. I didn't know where to start. I didn't know how to get back on it. But the best thing was knowing that he's holding me by the hand. I was going to be safe and I was going to be good. Like you said, at the end of the movie, you just know it was going to turn out and be God. You know, like what burns, what hurts my heart sometimes. And I also feel like I always say this, that the heart of God is souls. Like God's heartbeat is souls. And what I mean by that, it's us. It's his children, his creation, those who don't know him. And, you know, I think that. A lot of people that when they're just either they're running away from God, but there's also people who just are in this road and they never encounter God. And I wouldn't say they never maybe encountered God. Maybe they had somebody that came up to them. and Hey, let's go to church. Yeah. Hey, let's, you know, let's go pray together. And they never did it because I believe that God comes and intervenes in everyone's life at, at least at one moment in life. Look what happened with you guys yeah. meeting that yeah. Friday night. Yeah. That's God's intervention. You guys Absolutely. coming to Sunday night. God's intervention, you guys being here, God's intervention. So it's like God intervenes and it's like we just always have to be willing to just just say yes.
1: Absolutely. Now, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Um, because I'm also thinking about it as someone who may, mm-hmm. you know, watch this podcast or even the way I used to think before my mind was transformed. but. Can you tell us a little bit more about like specifically the alcohol and the marijuana? Because Mm -hmm. I think like a lot of people watching might think like, Oh, well, weed is legal. Right. Oh, well, you know, I can be drunk if I want or Mm -hmm. whatever. Can you actually go into a little bit around like not just your experience, but also maybe what happens when you're actually utilizing those substances and how it affects you? So,
0: that's that's a really good question.
1: <laughs> I just think that's really important because you know yeah. I, I, we're hearing your journey, we're hearing about it, but I'm sure to a lot of people listening to this, that's not even a big deal. They're like, yeah. so what? Weed, marijuana, right? Like you know, alcohol. So I'd love to hear your perspective well, on like where the issue is with that.
0: I, I heard someone say this too. It's like oh, they're like they were talking about weed and they brought up Genesis where the Bible says that you know all the fruits, the vegetables, it's good for us. Like we can eat out of it and whatnot. And that's where you know, like you said, like weed is a plant. You know, so a lot of people think that oh, it's good. Like I could do it. It's 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 no problem with that and whatnot. And this is this is the issue. Apostle Paul said this. I can do anything. I have freedom to do anything, but not everything benefits me. Not everything is good for me. We have a freedom in Christ. Where back in the day, so I could just bring a little bit of background on this. Back in the day in the Old Testament, if someone sinned, if someone was called the act of adultery, act. of caught in the act of fornication, you'd get stoned to death. That's how it was back in the day in the Old Testament, right? right? Because it was a sin against God. That's where the Bible says for the wages of sin is death. So the consequences of sin is death. But in the Old Testament, physically, they would kill people because of committing these type of sins. Why do I say this? Because now through Jesus Christ, he redeemed us, right? We no longer have that penalty of death. You know, we, God delivered us from darkness into light, right? So we have the liberty to do what we want in Christ, but not everything's going to benefit us. And as I was, and I think this is, because there's a whole controversy. Is it a sin? Is it not a sin? I'm going to say this. I always say this. Don't play too close to the fire that you're going to get burned. One. Two, in my experience, when I would smoke weed, um, I had different type of experiences with it. There'd be times that I smoked six, seven blunts in one setting, Mm -hmm. like in one day in one gathering. Mm -hmm. Right. And I would always hear stories of people before I even did any of this, where they were like, oh, if you do these things, it opens doors to demons. It opens doors to other things. Right. I'm going to be so honest with you. I had so many spiritual experiences when I would be high. Like I would hear voices, you know, and a lot of times I even thought it was God's voice speaking to me. Because I had so many self-reflection moments in those times, right? And I'm not saying that now that's the excuse to be doing this. No. <laughs> no. What I'm just saying, it's that like I started opening doors to all these things. I was never someone who dealt with anxiety. Never. Right? Out of nowhere, I started dealing with anxiety. Because I started opening doors to all these things, right? When I would get drunk, you know, waking up the next day, not knowing what happened the night before. And this is the biggest one that I think so many people can maybe relate to this is that same night or the night or the following day you wake up and you feel empty. Like I would hear so many people growing up in church be like that emptiness in your heart. God can feel it. But until I didn't encounter it, I didn't like really know really what that meant and what that felt like, because I would get home. I would go out to look for approval maybe acceptance. I wanted to fit in with people my age. I felt like I was a good boy my whole life. I wanted to experience life, you know? I was in a relationship at that time that I just wanted to have fun. And realistically, as I was doing all these things at the end of the night, man, I would feel empty, broke cuz I would spend all I would spend all my money on going out or buying weed all the time, you know? And I was 18, 19 years old, so I wasn't really work I was I was working part-time. Using all this money, and let me tell you this like it led me to such emptiness. And people who do oh, I do it, it's nothing. This is the thing. Once we start relying on things instead of God, that's the problem. There's people who oh, I just I don't I don't smoke weed for anything bad. I just do it because I need to go to sleep. Or I just need peace. Not knowing that God can give us that peace. The Bible says that he's the prince of peace. That's why I always say this. The peace that God has given my life, I won't trade it for nothing. Like there's a peace, literally a peace that I feel in my heart when I wake up and as my days go that weed and alcohol could have never given me. The total opposite these things gave me. They gave me frustration. They gave me anxiousness. And once you start becoming dependent on something... That's where God's not in it anymore because God wants us to be dependent on him. You know, that's when addictions start forming. You know what I mean? Anxiety started creeping into my life. You know what I mean? Lust started increasing more in my life. Why? Because once I was drunk, I was loose. Felt like I could be doing other things. Did a lot of mistakes that I shouldn't have never done. You know? And it's like all these things led me to a lower and a lower point in my life. And mind you, now there's people who don't take it to the extreme. They just drink occasionally mm-hmm. or they just smoke occasionally, you know. Drinking church, right? Right? Yeah. They, they say it socially. Uh, I yeah. mean, I
2: think everything with moderation, right? But, I mean, mm-hmm. so, for example, like, the weed thing, right? Yeah. I think, like, in, I mean, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but in the book of Genesis, right? Like, God tells Adam and Eve, it's like, you could eat out of everything mm-hmm. except just not this, right? So, right. even God gives you limitations. Right. So, like, we have things in this world that we can enjoy and do. But then there are also things that we shouldn't do because mm-hmm. under under God, it's not the right thing yeah. to do. And the crazy thing is that you mentioned that, you know, sin, the, the wage of sin was death. Yeah. Right? And as you said, that literally, like, the only thing that resonated in my head was, like, Jesus paid for that because yeah. he already died. Yeah. So he died for everything. Yeah. So he paid that wage. Right.
0: That's, that's why every time, this is the devil loves to do this, that every time we sin, he loves to condemn you. Right. But... Didn't you just go to church Sunday? And now you're out here getting drunk. Like, what are you doing with your life? Like, that devil loves, the devil loves to do that. Because yeah. that was, because this is a thing. And I want, this is uh, something that I heard a pastor once say, and I, w- I would want to bring this to the podcast. Is I love to be hot, honest, open, and transparent. When I first started walk my walk with God, and I started dedicating my life back to him, it was a struggle. Mm-hmm. There, was, so. there was times I would still smoke. There was times I would still go out and get drunk. It was a process. Now, I'm not saying that because that was my process, I got to be everybody else's process. I know people who instantly got cut it off like they wanted to throw up the next time they thought about drinking or they thought about smoking weed. Right. And this is the thing when it comes to even smoking weed. Yes. Like Genesis, the Bible tells us that, you know, to use things in moderation. But this is the only thing when it comes to weed. And when it comes to anything like even alcohol, when we start getting tipsy and drunk and whatnot anything that makes you feel like out of it or anything that you f- that starts making you feel like that takes you to a place where you shouldn't be like we shouldn't be doing it mm-hmm. one because this is the, this is the thing and it's not being religious it's just knowing our limits and knowing that the devil the bible says that the devil is like a roaring lion right. looking to see who he devours the devil loves to use these little things it's just a drink Especially if you came from a past of addiction of alcohol, it's just a drink. Next thing you know, you got two drinks down in your system. Next thing you know, it becomes a weekly thing. I say that because it happened to me when I was battling with my walk in Christ. In the Same beginning, way. I was like, I said, God, I'm not going to drink anymore. Right? I would go out of friend and be like, man, it's just one. And cool, I did it. Then I was like, oh, yeah, just another one. I'm, not, I'm sober still. I'm chilling. Yeah. I took another one. Cool. I, I stopped it there. But as the week went on, it was Wednesday and Thursday, and I was like, man, I kind of want to go out again. It was cool. It was fun. And I started doing it. Next thing you know, I'm in a cycle of every week I'm going out, and I'm going back to practicing the same things that I was doing before. That's where Apostle Paul talks about. Those things are not benefiting me. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're just smoking weed to go to sleep and whatnot, ask that the Lord gives you a peace that you won't need to be addicted and bound to something. Because believe it or not, those are chains. Those things start becoming chains. I always give this story. There was a dog one day. The owner chained him like, you know, put him on uh, had a had his collar and put him against uh, a pole for him not to leave. He left the dog like that for several days. Obviously, he would feed him and everything. And during those several days, the dog would want to escape and escape and escape and escape. It got to a moment where the then the owner came, took off the his his um his collar, his chain. And the dog didn't move anymore. He didn't want to move because in his head, he was still bound.
2: That's crazy.
0: That happens to us a lot of times, too, in our walk with Christ. The devil likes to bound us and bound us and bound us and bound us and bind us and bind us and bind us us with all these things. It's just a drink. It's just a one night stand. It's just all these things. And it's like I'm not judging anybody, but I'm saying is that. We're also responsible for the doors that we open in our lives. And if we want to walk with Jesus, we got to learn to close doors. And that's something God won't do for us because I wanted that. God does it for some people. Don't get me wrong. There's people that I know that had crazy encounters with God that from one day to the next, their lives are changed. But then there's people like maybe us or other people who are watching that are going through a process of sanctification. You know, it's a process because Jesus said, be perfect as I am perfect. Right. What does that mean? Go to go to the mature level in which I want you to be in. It's a process to get to that place. No one here is ever going to be perfect.
2: And and think about it. Look, mm-hmm. I mean, God may not close the door immediately, but it's kind of like in my walk of in my walk. Right, I feel as if God is not necessarily closing the door right then and there, yeah. but he's he's showing me the tools. He's like, use this for this, use this for this, and you kind of have to put it all together in order for you to successfully close that door. Yeah. But it's also a process because it's as if God is is checking out, you know, yeah. your will, your, you know, your, where is your heart at? Yes. You're going through that test as if like you're really like, are you really for me? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and the thing, the two that you said is like, you know, it just as you were talking, mm-hmm. there's this famous video, right, of the, like this professor that fills out a can. He puts like a bunch of pebbles and then he throws like sand into it and mm-hmm. all that. And if you're filling up your body with weed with alcohol, right? As you're filling it up, you're also leaving less space for the with like the actual
0: things that you got to fill it up with, right? Mm. Which is the Holy Spirit.
2: But if you were to fill up your body with the Holy Spirit
0: and the Word of God, then you don't need anything else. You know you know what's so powerful that you said that? It reminded me when Jesus, I believe this is bo- in the book of Matthew, when Jesus talks about demons like spirits leaving someone's life. For those who like maybe don't understand this, like, you know, there's certain demonic influences that at times... People, you know, people who are at times oppressed, demon possessed, you know, it's a big topic. We'll probably go into that another day. But Jesus told the person when a spirit leaves someone's life, it goes roaming around. Right. Finding to see where this demon could take a hold of because a demon, a spirit can only dwell inside of a body. That's why when Jesus casted out a man who was demon possessed, the demon asked him, can I go and flee inside the pigs? And Jesus sent them and went. they went into the pigs. So Jesus said, when a spirit, a demon leaves someone's life, it goes roaming around to see what empty spot, empty place it could come and fill in. Right. And if it doesn't find anything, it comes back to where it left from. And if the Bible says if the house, the place is still empty, it's going to come in. And then not only is it going to come in, it's going to bring seven other spirits with him. That's why. I'm answering that question that you said of me when I started dealing with alcohol and weed. It started with just those things. But what ended up happening, those things started bringing other spirits, other addictions along with it, other things that before I was not never dealing with, low self-esteem, something that I didn't even know what the heck that was. Next thing you know, I'm looking at myself and I'm more self-aware of the things that I'm doing. I was more aware of pleasing people now. Doing things that weren't of me just to go out and do them. You know what I mean? So it's like this is why we got to be very careful when it comes to these things and certain sins in our lives that w- the reason why we got to, you know, and, and and Eric said something. He's like, there's times God is not going to close that door. You want to know why? We all have something here. Every single person has one thing, and it's free will. Right. Yeah. God told Adam, don't eat from this tree. It says it right here. Look, in Genesis 2, seven seventeen. 17. Don't eat from that tree. And the day you eat from that tree, you shall surely die. Mm. Adam ate from the tree and he didn't die. He died spiritually. Wow. Because God told him, you eat of this tree, you will die. He was still living, but he was a dead man walking. And that's what sin does to us. Because, you know, we were just talking about right for the wages of sin is death. We don't no longer get stoned to death when we sin. Right. But you know what starts happening to our inside of our, ourselves? We start dying spiritually. And this is why I always say something, people who are suicidal, it never just comes from one day to the next. I want to kill myself. It comes from a, a just constantly thinking and thinking about these things or constant problems after problems after problems. Why? why? It's because we're dying inside. That's why we tell people you have the liberty to go and get drunk right now. You have the liberty to go smoke right now or And, you know, we're just talking about those two things, but it could be anything else. Right. Right. You have the liberty to all do these things. But as you're doing them, you're not dying as in like, okay, something's going to happen. You're going to die right now. But you're either probably you're dying spiritually inside. And a lot of times, depending what is the things that we do. I know people, parents told them, friends told them, man, stop partying. Don't go to that party. What ended up happening in that party? Shootout happened. They died. Got into an accident, died Mm -hmm. for the wages of sin is death. You know what I mean? When Christ is in your heart, He redeems you from that. 100%. You know what I mean? So Adam didn't die, he and he sinned, but he was dying in the inside. Spiritually. That's why sin, what sin is, I always like to say this sin is missing the mark. That's what sin is. When you miss the mark. And what sin does, it it hinders our relationship with God. That's why in the old testament, the only ones who could really hear the voice of God were either priests prophets, men and women of God, where the, the Bible says the spirit of God will come over them and they would hear God. You know, that's why the people of Israel had to depend on people, someone like Moses to hear from God. Mm-hmm. We don't need to depend on anybody. Jesus Christ died so that veil could be broken. And now you and I, we could have a relationship with God wherever we are.
2: I mean, there's even like a part. I'm not exactly sure. Um, I think it might be like the book of Mark where like the, you know, God is like preaching in, in um, his, his service, his sermon. And, and then the, uh, the disciples go up to him and he's like, why do you always talking parables? Like, mm. why, like, you know, yeah. why are you not direct with what you're saying? Yeah. And then God, you know, Jesus ends up being, because at the end of the day, whoever's really interested in God is going to come and ask me for it. Yes. You know, in, in, in short, I mean, I'm not sure if that's exactly no, what no, no said, yeah, but yeah. you know, but that's what I understood from it. Right. Yeah. It's, you know, he never he's never clear. He always talks in a story, in a parable, because yeah. those who are seeking for him, were interested we'll find in him, him, we'll find him. Well, right? I mean, that's the Bible. Knock
0: yeah. and the door will be open. Yeah. Seek and you will find, you know. And that's the thing is that, like, we got to we. Co- the Bible says, come closer to God and he'll come closer to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're battling with sin, you're battling with addictions, you know, come closer to God. And he's going to come closer to you. You know, what I always tell people, everyone here has a different level of relationship with God. There's people who you see in the altar in the pulpit. God is just using amazing. And you're like, I want God to use me. Like they're just probably closer to God than what you are. People who are maybe set free from certain addictions and they're walking more of a life of holiness than others is because they're closer to God than what probably we are. Draw, Draw closer to me and I'll draw closer to you. And the more closer you are to God, the less you sin, the less you fall. Why? Because he, because one, he convicts you. Two, like I said, I just don't want to hurt him. I just mm-hmm. he's my he's 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 my everything. He's my Lord. He's my Savior. He's my Father. Because that's the thing. So many of us we just know God as God, but not as a Father.
2: Yeah, I, I, and I feel like as if like the one of the main reasons is because we don't really build a relationship with them. Right. Because, mm-hmm. you know, if you talk about relationships, right. When you have a, a, a significant other, a partner, right. boyfriend, girlfriend, when you're doing something, you're like, I don't want to do this to not hurt them. Yeah. I don't want to do this, to them. but you should put God in that position. You should yes. have a relationship with him, Ooh, so good. you know, because of that, you know, and then at that point, you're going to start realizing the fact that, Hey, if I do this, I'm going to hurt, I'm going to hurt my connection with God. Not necessarily yeah. God, but like my connection, your with connection, God. God. Exactly. My connection with exactly. God. Exactly. Connection. Exactly. You know, I'm going to hurt
1: that. And I think also like another thing that resonated with me with what you said as well is comparing yourselves to others. Like I really believe in like comparison being theft of joy. And Mm. I think it goes both ways because I feel like I've noticed sometimes where like, for instance, you mentioned there are people who God has just lifted something out of their life overnight. Yeah. Let's say it's something that you're still struggling with. I think that you see that. And then also on the other end of that, you may see someone who really has a strong relationship with God that's really struggling with something worse. Yeah. And you're like, well, God, like if they can do it, then I can do it too. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's like, it, it's the the, the comp- I've, I've really learned to stop comparing because yeah, number one, what God has for you is for you. Yes, and sir. And what He had for that other person was for them. And you might be different. And yeah. He knows you very well.
0: Wow. It's crazy because this actually, op- what you just said right now really opened the can to what, to what really happened to me. With was something you said right now where you were just like, God, this other person has a good relationship with God. They're deep in God, but they're still struggling with this, and they're doing it. So if they're doing it, I can do it. Yeah, I'm not going to say any names or something, but I'm going to be vulnerable in this. It's my story. It was my experience. The reason why I stopped going one of the main reasons, was not the only one, but one of the big reasons why I stopped going to church. And I told my parents I never wanted to go to church again was because of church hurt, Mm -hmm. was because I saw a leader who fell in sin, who, in my eyes, growing up in church, you see a leader, you know, especially in the place that I was, they put the leader, the pastor in a pedestal thinking that, like, they're God. Mm -hmm. Whatever they say is God and whatever they do is God, right? When we're all human and anyone can fail and fall, right? So that leader fell in sin, right? And when I saw that, it did something to me because I was like, I'm here. In that community, trying to walk right with God. Trying to live in holiness, trying to fix my life. And then I see a leader who fell in sin and you're still preaching and laying hands on everybody. Like, it's all good. That was my problem, though. I'm not judging him. What I'm saying is that my issue was that I had my eyes on man and not on God. And I think that's where comparison comes, when we're always trying to just see what everyone else's life. Oh, but this person is still struggling with this, and but they call themselves Christians. You know, they're doing this, they're doing that, and, you know, they're still preaching. They're still doing this. Listen, that's not our position to judge somebody.
1: Yeah, absolutely not. And I think that, for me, that's been a thing. Mm-hmm. Because I – and I think this is a lesson that I've learned within the past years that, you know, pastors – bishops, you know, you name it, they're people too. Yeah. And they struggle with all the same things that we struggle with. And it's interesting because I've actually had conversations with certain pastors Mm -hmm. about this subject, because when you talk to a lot of pastors, they pour out a lot into a lot of people, but there's very few people that are actually pouring into them. Yes. And a lot of them are hurt. A lot of them are depressed. A lot of them are having issues in their home. Right. And outside, and a lot of times they're the first person we call when we need something, or whenever something's going wrong, we need them to come to the hospital. We need them to do this, yeah. Do that. But there are very few people that are actually there for their pastors and actually like there to support them. And right. So I think that I've really had to learn how to view pastors as people, mm-hmm. and when they make a mistake, they. Are just like us we make our mistakes they make their mistakes um, it would be interesting to explore maybe not in this episode mm-hmm. and in another episode maybe a little bit about like how far we can really go with that because obviously you know there are certain things that are mistaken then there can be other things that just are too right much for someone who's in leadership for you
0: to still feel comfortable being under their leadership oh if that's such a, uh, <laughs> uh, let me tell you I could go <laughs> on for hours in that because I experienced that and yeah. I think you know, I guess we'll leave it on a cliffhanger for for, for for maybe the next episode is this, is like when it comes to like a, a pastor a leader, a mentor who falls in sin, there's two ways. I My experience was this. Leader fell and there was no accountability to it. Do you know what I mean? And continues to practice the same thing versus a leader who, man, I messed up. I take accountable and I respect every man and woman of God who's done that. For example, we've seen uh carl Lenz, for example i mentioned it because he is it was a public thing that he mentioned he came up on instagram he's like i'm sitting myself down as a pastor i'm not pastoring anymore i committed such and such you know i've been unfaithful to my wife i need to restore my family like hats off to you it takes a real man of god and a real man to own up to the mistakes publicly and you know and people are like, oh, like, he shouldn't have to do it publicly. You know what? Like, that shows that he really loves people.
2: Absolutely. Well, no, you d- know what? I think it goes beyond that. I think he loves God because he
0: knows that he can't continue to right. bring people to God if he's not right with God. Exactly. You know? And and that's the thing is that, like, when you have a, a position of leadership in church and everything, like, if if you love God, you have to love people. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And when I saw that from that, I was just like, you know what? Like, We need more men and women of God who are vulnerable, who are able to open up in their mistakes and be like, I fell. You know, that's what we got to put pride down and be like, I have it all jotted down. You know what I mean? You know what I think? Like, obviously, like not to get too deep into this right now, but like certain things like that, obviously, when it comes to things like that, you got to sit down. Like those things are things that you can't continue pastoring a church. You got to get healed. You got to get restored to then come back even stronger. You know what I mean? It's like playing a sport. You sprain your ankle, you hurt your ankle one game, right? And you got a game the next day. The smart thing to do is rest, so You come back stronger because if not, you're going to continue hurting yourself and you're going to hurt your team.
1: Right. And it's hard for me to discuss something like Carl Lentz because I also think the fame is a big part of it. For sure. A lot of of things happened in that. You know, I, I think the fame is really important. And it's hard for me to feel like he... I know you mentioned like he, you know or one of you mentioned i forget already that he might have come out with that story on his own but part of me feels like when you're that famous and you yeah. are so high profile there probably were already tabloids that were ready to report on it, and oh, they were for just sure. giving him one last chance
0: for sure right what, you know what what i mean when i was talking about his topic was just like just the fact of what he did of coming out and owning up to it. You know, right. I know there was other things that maybe happened. You know, at the end of it all, I always tell this. God's the one that's going to judge us all in Judgment Day. So, you know, I'm going to keep my hands out of the fire on that one. But you know what? Like, he owned up to it. He came out of it, and he's like, you know what? Like, I got to I gotta own up to my mistakes and got to own up to, to these things. And I think as a leader, as a pastor, we have a responsibility to – we owe an explanation to our people, to the people God entrusted us with. You know, because believe it or not, we're also influencing people right now that are watching and listening to us. We're influencing them. So it's like God will hold us accountable for all these things, you know. So I think, you know, going back to that topic of of just being in a relationship with God and whatnot, I think, man, if this is something that if someone in this podcast stayed with in their heart is just get closer to God. I, I don't know how that looks like for you, but get closer to God. And develop a relationship with God. Like, developing a relationship with God goes beyond just going to church on Sunday. Because I know so many people go to church but don't have a relationship with God. Going to church doesn't mean you have a relationship with God. It's when you spend time with Him daily, as you would with someone that you're also trying to get to know, that's how you develop that relationship with God.
2: Absolutely. And I feel like one of the biggest things, right, so, like, uh, just to make this relatable, right? Mm-hmm don't don't give up like when you're looking for god or you're looking for the holy spirit don't give up just kind of like how you sometimes don't don't give up when you're trying to like find your significant other or you keep messaging that person every day when they don't answer they leave you in red even sometimes, when it goes on red even still when it goes on five more yeah you know <laughs> like keep looking for him yeah. like keep you know every morning keep waking up and be like hey you know hey god good morning say something yeah. you know try to connect with them because you never know when he's gonna answer right and, you know, it's just that constant, you know, constant love, constant seeking for and it. He's
0: not deaf. No, he's and not. And he's not blind. He sees us. Amen. He sees us, you know. And I think to end, you know, to end with this, it's like Apostle Paul, something that, I, that just he says in the book of Timothy. It's like preach in, preach in season and out of season. Mm-hmm. And that marked me so much because take it this way. Seek God, whether you feel him or whether you don't. Whether you think he's hearing you or whether you think he's not, which he is. But like what I'm talking about in those moments of just where you want to give up where you want to lay it, down, ah, it's not working. Continue pressing harder. You know, the greater the battle, the greater the breakthrough. Amen. You know, I, I've always heard someone say this, the higher the levels, the higher the devils. We're always going to go through stuff here in this world. That's why Jesus said, you know, we're going to go through many things in this world. But don't worry, he says, because I've overcome the world. And if he's overcome the world, and I'm his son, or you're his daughter, or your son, you know, like he's gonna make you overcome the world too. 100%. So, you know, we wanted to leave everyone in this podcast with that is just like, if you're struggling, you know, run to Jesus, run to God, run to Him, that He He He's He's looking at your finished product. You he know, He knows your finished. Product. He knows, yeah. Right. He. That's what He told Jeremiah. Like, I I formed you from your mother's womb. Like I mm-hmm. called you from your mother's womb. Like I predestined you for this. You know, so like God knows our end from the beginning. He knows everything and all. I
1: love that. And like I wanna briefly pile mm-hmm. on to that. Like I think about that all the time. Um God knew every single thing that you were gonna do, positive and negative, yes. and still decided that the better outcome was for you to be born and for you to exist. And there's a meme that um I see all the time that was said something to the extent of like the same God that created the oceans, the mountains, the moons, the stars looked at you and said that the world needed one of you. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I never get to, you know how you mentioned earlier, like the devil wants to make you feel really bad. It's like, I feel like God sees the end result and there's gotta be more positive than negative if he decided that you being born was gonna be a positive thing right and he doesn't make mistakes yes yeah. so you know yeah you know similar to what we were talking about earlier with your parents and how they saw you and not such a great yeah. moment but they had trust in the end result yes god already knows the end result yeah it's a surprise to us it's a surprise to those around you but you can't surprise god and you yeah can't disappoint no him.
0: so and what he's always trying to deal with us is our free will he's always trying to deal with that because you know realistically like it's up to us that's why it says, draw closer to me and I'll draw closer to you. He always needs a corresponding action from us. Do you know what I mean? Like, how, how do you want more of God if you're not choosing to get more of God? You right. know, if you want to get closer to God and you want to change in your life, take the corresponding action. Start going to church. Start picking up your Bible. Start listening to Christian podcasts, Christian messages online. You know, we have such the access in the time we're living in through our phones to get help immediately, to get closer to God so much faster than back in the day. You know what I mean? Look how we met, how all this happened through social media. We have access to just be able to seek for help, godly help so quickly. And if you're the type of person who's like, oh, I don't trust nobody. I can't talk to nobody. Go on YouTube and and find a preaching. Find something that is going to start just getting you closer to God. You know what i mean i always say this day by day it feels like nothing changes but when you look back everything's changed that's the same thing with god get closer to god day by day and when you look back you're going to realize everything that's changed in your life
1: i love that and i think of it as like the stock market i know Mm -hmm. this isn't like a stock market podcast Yeah, yeah no no worries but when when people say like change is not linear i really resonate with that because There are some times where you're going to be up here and then you might go back down and then you might go back up. But when you go back up, you're going to go up a little bit further than where you were before. And Mm -hmm. when you get like one year into the future, two years in the future, you're going to look back. And just how like that stock price probably rose over those two years, it may not have been a linear rise. It might have had some ups Mm, and downs. But when you look back, there's still a gain. And I look at it that way. I feel like my growth personally and what I see around me looks like that. Yes. Uh-huh. And one other thing, and if this is too much, you can edit it out. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> um, on the free will thing. Yeah. I had a pastor that explained it to me in a way that I absolutely love. Uh-huh. God does not want a robot. Mm. He doesn't want a robot. If you were to just do every little thing he tells you to do, and he was like making you do this, making you do that, that's a robot. And I feel like there's a lot less satisfaction of... A robot doing what you tell it to do versus so someone who has the ability to choose whether or not they want to do or not Do what you say and they chose to do it mm-hmm. because they love you and they yes. want to 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 bless you. Yeah, so I I think about that. I think about it as like That's like Like when I have kids or with my family members, I'm not gonna be like tell me you love me, right? I'm not gonna be like give me a hug. Give me a kiss. Yeah. No, I will give you the opportunity to tell me you love me. I will give you the opportunity to give me there a hug. There you go. And the fact that you chose to do that when you didn't
0: have to will mean a lot more to me. So but If good. I were to just force you to give me a hug. So you know good. What I mean? Yeah, I think that's what Jesus says. Like many people come to me with like nice, beautiful words to my ears, but their heart is far from me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we got to do it intentionally. Like God, I'm I, like. I love you because I love you and I'm going to show you my actions are going to, you know, actions speak louder than words. So I really love that. That's so good. God's not looking for us to be robots. God wants us to be real and genuine, you know. So, man, that's it for this podcast. That's it for this episode for today. So thank you guys so much. If you're watching us through YouTube right now, make sure to just like, share, leave a comment. If there's a topic that you guys want us to talk about, leave it and, you know, we'll talk about it. Um, Make sure to subscribe. Hit the bell button as well, so you could be notified every time we post. And thank you for tuning in. For those listening through Spotify and Apple Podcast, share this, uh, share the audio with someone, share this podcast with somebody. And yeah, thank you so much. We're gonna be back, you know, with new episodes every single week. So stay tuned for that. And thank you guys for making the time and coming through. It. I feel like this conversation definitely is gonna help a lot of people. It's family, man. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for having
0: me. For sure. Appreciate you guys. So see you guys into the next one and God bless.